your host for um, the Log. I'm Mike Lindsay, and we have Jessica Gwynn here in Knoxville, Tennessee, of the Log. And Kim, you are on mute. Okay, I'm muted. Hi, Kim all from West Tennessee, Parsons. And we are fortunate to have with us two special guests for this feature of the Volog. We're gonna let them introduce themselves briefly and then we'll get started with the show. Um, Gary Bell, um, the man, I don't wanna call myself the savant of girls basketball, but I will. Um, uh, I started Major Moves Basketball Review, Major Moves Media, um, about five years ago. Um, my daughter plays, my, my twin sisters played at Campbell, my little cousin played at UNCW, Shanary Bell. Um, basketball runs deep in my family. I played at Notre Dame, played at NC State, North Carolina Central, before the transfer portal. So I was pre-transfer yeah. portal, went to three different uh, Division One schools. And uh, so, man, I'm just so happy to be here. Uh, happy to be a spokesperson for women's basketball. Women's basketball really runs very dear and near to my heart. And I just thank you guys for having me up here today. Awesome. I'm Keith Booker. Uh, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I am just a girl dad who loves uh, girls basketball, who's an honest guy, who loves to write about it, talk about it, view it, and who was fortunate enough to run into Coach Bell a little over a year ago. And we formed a relationship that has led to uh, us working together and provided me a forum and a platform to analyze and critique uh, our favorite sport. And so uh, we thank you guys for having us, uh, you all log folks, for having us on the show this morning and I uh, look forward to having a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Before we jump into it, I do want to just remind people about Tamari Key if they want to send any cards, Mike, if that's cool. Um, so most of you all know um, who listen to our show or you should know since you follow the Lady Balls basketball program, our starting center Tamari Key is out for the year with blood clots in her lungs, um, but she's traveling with the team. So uh, we just learned this week she got clearance to travel. So she's actually at Stanford. So appears to be in good spirits, but if anyone wants to send a card to her who listens to our show and you haven't um, learned of this address yet, you can send a card to Tamari Key at the Lady Vol Basketball Office. It's at 207 Thompson Bowling Arena, 1600 Philip Fulmer Way, and that's Knoxville 37996. Uh, so we just want to continue to flood Tamari with um, well wishes as she's out for this season. We'll see kind of what's next for her. Just happy that she's with the team and traveling though. So I just wanted to call that out. And then we'll kind of jump into the meat of the show, which is really about major moves. And Gary, you kind of touched on it. Tell us how you all kind of got started. Obviously we know um, you're pretty passionate about women's basketball. So just tell me about everything you guys are doing. Um, well, it, it really started, um, I was transitioning from uh, being a special ed coordinator in North Carolina. And um, I was in Harnett County, Mecklenburg County, um, Ash, uh, Ash County, um, Guilford County, uh, teaching all, all around. And um, I was head boys basketball coach. And then I got an opportunity to get in touch into the girls game. And I just, me being a teacher first, and very passionate about learning and being a special needs teacher and, and particularly just kind of, I just had this yearning and this burning desire to really impact uh, the girls game because I felt like it was getting overlooked. Um, my twin sisters, Gara and Carabelle, uh, who played at Campbell, um, they, had their little games in that little small gym in Campbell University. And I was just like, man, like what's the difference between girls and boys? Like really, what's the difference? And uh, me being a high profile boys player, um, coming out of high school, I was number one player in Illinois and, and 
Chicago, was on the Oprah Winfrey show, did all these things. But I was trying to figure out, like, realistically, like, honestly, like, what was the difference? And then I said, you know, it was the media. It was the push behind it. It was somebody with a voice that had credentials who were doing this that could really be an advocate and uh, really say that the girls game is in a great position. There are a lot of talented young ladies out there and they need their flowers. And so that was kind of my uh, philosophical um, beginnings with it. And then um, 2018 in particularly, uh, me and another gentleman from North Carolina who was a uh, North Carolina Central graduate with me, um, T.R. Ramsey, was in Durham and I had just uh, recently relocated back to uh, Chester. And so we said, you know what, let's put together the best girls teams from Richmond all the way to Durham, which is a natural corridor because it's right down 85. And so we did that our first year. Um, we had Ryan Lawrence, uh, Lindsey Sue, um, Kaylin Williams, um, Allery Bell, Kamaya Williams, uh, Trinity Dale and a slew of other young ladies that we kind of all meshed together. And we went on the road and um, we played at uh, Insider Exposure. We played at Zero Gravity, um, played at Run for the Roses. And that was my first real taste of girls travel ball. And it didn't taste very pleasing. Um, I, I noticed some things that were going on and I said, you know what, if you're not part of the problem, then be part of the solution. And this is how Major Moves started. Um, again, you know, I wanted to provide a legitimate platform that wasn't doing all of, and let's just be honest, there's a lot of mama and daddy ball going on, right? And so I wanted to be somebody that was a straight shooter being a teacher, because you have to be honest being a teacher. You can have your favorite student, but however, you can't give preferential treatment unless it's in their IEP. That's, you, you know, had to throw my special needs yeah. shout out in there. Um, but, you know, it was um, just about providing a, a platform for young women to expound upon and so that they could get their talents recognized from someone that was actually in the mix. Because when you really think about it, how many players have obtained college scholarships based off of a newspaper write-up? I don't really think a lot have. And when you really think about it, this thing is about relationships and direct placement and fit and function more so than about talent and merit. You, you know, um, and so when I saw those things going on, I said, you know what, I need to begin to um, create a network just like I did on the, on the men's side. And and so it's just been going and, you know, I, I started with no attachment and um, just been putting out honest content and um, had an opportunity to uh, meet Keith Booker. And, uh, and the funny thing about it is we never actually face physically met before. And so it was like one of these things where, um, you know, I don't want to get religious, but, you know, God will put certain people in your life um, at certain times and you have to understand how they fit in your life and try to come together and do something greater for the benefit of the whole, more so than the individual. And so um, I saw that he was honest. He was frank. He, he shot from the hip. Uh, he, he, he definitely shot first and asked questions last. Um, and I saw that. And so I said, you know what? I like that. Um, that's what I need around me. Um, that's what I want to bring to major moves. And plus geographically, you know, I'm in run up rapids in Chester. That's four hours away from Charlotte. So we really couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't do it. And so what I have to do is I have to surround myself with great people and um, people that I trust to get the job done. And um, he's been doing a phenomenal job. Um, and, you know, we're just getting started. Um, we're just really getting started. We're really just tipping the iceberg on um, some of the things that we're trying to unveil and 
instill in the girls game. And, um, you know, I just think, again, thank you for your platform, um, because this is what the girls game needs. It needs more voices. And that's another thing that I think that separates girls from boys is just the visibility. When you go to ESPN, what are you seeing? You're not seeing Stephen A. talk about Kelly. You're not seeing <laughs> Stephen A. talk about Gino. You're, but you're seeing Stephen A. talk about all these men and all this men drama that is really pointless. And so that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I want to be. Um, because like I said, I have a master's degree, two master's degree, working on a doctorate. So all that, and, and I got the credentials to put it up basketball, education-wise. So now it's just time to get this girls, get this girl game on steroids. Let's pump it up. Let's pump it out on social media since we're in the social media age. Let's get it out there. Let's let everybody know that there deserves to be equality in the funding. There deserves to be equality in the exposure. There deserves to be equality in the development of the girls' game. Yeah, I'm I sorry like for going off on. Oh no, God, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of like talking to Mike. Um, you and Mike oh, are right. some parallels, uh, which yeah. Mike can kind of touch on. But no, thank you for, you know, growing the women's game. That's, you know, our platform's kind of same. We're kind of centered around the University of Tennessee. But we like to talk about all things women's basketball, too. And it's about providing a platform and also providing um, a positive platform, too, because with social media, gosh, especially this year, you've seen all kinds of craziness. So. Uh, we try to be a, a little bit of a positive voice out there, um, especially around women's sports too. And I just want to touch on one thing really quickly. And then Mike, I know you've got lots of things to probably say since you all are uh, very similar backgrounds too. It's kind of cool. But um, I was watching and I told Mike and Kim this, my husband is a Bama fan. I hate to even say that, but he is, he's an Alabama fan. So he follows all of their sports, including their women's sports. And they were on TV this week. I want to say they were either on SEC network or ESPN too. It didn't even look like there were 10 fans in that arena for the University of Alabama women's basketball program. And they were eight and two or nine and two. I just felt really bad for those girls. So I love that we're, we're having this conversation because it made me sad for those student athletes. Like we're fortunate that we support the University of Tennessee and we have fans in the seats, but we could still have more fans in the seats. So I just want to um, touch on that because you hit home when you were just talking about bringing the visibility to the women's game. But I'm going to hand it over to Mike because I know he's probably got a a lot to comment there on what you said too. Yeah, first, Gary, I commend you. I'm a special educator myself, started in special education, still in special education, taught six years. Uh -huh. um, and then I transitioned to general ed, but now I'm an in-school suspension person at my school. Um, okay. So, okay. Um, education is uh -huh. my thing. IEPs are my, were my thing, but not not <laughs> as much anymore because there's a lot into it um but just commend you for the work that you're putting in and also you said you guys divide you and keith divine intervention that's how just kim and i met we were in a group um lady balls group and we started seeing the negativity and we kind of said hey how can we help grow the game and keep it positive for our um lady balls and we decided to i came up with the idea of trying to follow these young ladies in different locations and going to their gyms when they announced that they were coming to the University of Tennessee. And since we had fans all over the place, we thought that would be a good idea. And then we were like, well, we don't want to hurt recruiting by doing that. Maybe we can help it another way. And that's when just came up with the idea, hey, let's do a podcast. And we've been on board ever since her, Kim and I, Kim with all her resources all over social media and the connects that she's made. And everyone thinks she's one of the coaches on the coaching staff. And we all just play our part and do what we do um, to not only just grow our game, our girls, but also girls all over the country. Because um, believe it or not, we actually cheer for all of, all of women's basketball. We love our Lady Vols first, but we love all women's teams and we cheer on all women's teams. Um, so let's, let's touch on Keith, let Keith go and um, just share how he got affiliated with you, Gary, and go from there. Well, like Coach said, uh, we never met and I was just an admirer of his work ethic. I mean, uh, he's, a, he's a tireless worker, um, somebody who, uh, well, he'll, I'll get a text at three in the morning and he'll be up asking me about content and, and this girl and that girl and whatnot. And I appreciate it. That, well, that's what we do now. But just before, I was just an admirer of his because I was like, 
this this man is 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 really doing all this work and putting in all this effort and really watching the games, really watching NFHS, really in the gyms doing doing this thing. And I just I've always admired uh, people who roll up their sleeves and get to work. And so um, finally, we got a chance to meet. Uh, ironically, at the place I'm at right now in Indian Trail, North Carolina, his daughter Allery was coming down for a tournament. My daughter Lily wasn't playing that weekend, but I was like. I'm gonna go out and meet Gary Bell. We just clicked. Um, he's a straight shooter. Uh, he's not in this for any other reason other than to just grow the game. There are no hidden agendas. Um, and we vibed and clicked immediately. And frankly, I think our skill sets complement each other because uh, from a technical standpoint and from a uh, you know, social media standpoint, I'm a novice. I'm just now kind of mastering email because uh, I'm just a, an old country lawyer uh, by trade. Uh, but I also think I bring some writing skills to the table and some observational skills. And like Gary said, I'm in a place which I consider to be the epicenter of talent uh, in definitely on the East Coast, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I say you can drive two hours, two hours to the West, two hours to the North, two hours to the South and, 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 and hit some of the best girls basketball in the country. So the, my location's a blessing. My interaction with Gary's been a blessing. Um, I have a 17-year-old daughter who plays, is a 24, who has played with and against so many of these great players. They just seem like a natural fit. I'm in these gyms anyway. I might as well um, not only uh, enjoy what I'm watching, but document it and, like Gary said, give these girls their flowers because there's so many girls all across the country, all across our region playing well and doing great things. And like you say, just breaks your heart. You see uh, just sometimes the apathy in some places. And it's a great game we have. And I just, I love the way Gary promotes it. I think he, uh, he says some kind words about me sometimes. You know, Gary's the best boss in the world to have because uh, we're like a gang, right? He, he, he can talk about me, but you can't talk about me. And I love that support he gives me from the standpoint that go, as long as what you're putting out is factual and accurate, I'll back you to the hilt. And we catch smoke from time to time because a lot of people want to, you know, treat the girls game uh, with kid gloves, but we don't do it like that. We, we base our observations on merits uh, because ultimately if we want the girls game to grow into what we all want it to grow into, we can't treat it with kid gloves. We got to treat it with the same vigor and passion and respect uh, that the men's game gets treated with. And, Coach Bell has afforded me that opportunity, and I can't be more pleased. Yeah, I'm, I'm just amazed at the work you all are doing. And, and Keith, I I follow you. And I'm, Gary, I don't know if you get out as much as Keith to these gyms, but I'm just amazed at Keith making it to all of these games. I I would love to have the time to even do that here in East Tennessee. Well, well, well Gary would, but he has this little – he has this little uh, – future NBA, WNBA All-Star in 2051 that uh, he's still, Gary has, I have big, I have old babies. Gary has a new baby. So sometimes it makes yeah. it a little bit harder for him to get to the gymnasiums, but trust me, he's watching the video. He's making the calls. Yeah. He's talking to the important people. I just have a little <laughs> bit more uh, accessibility at this point because my kids are all grown. Right, right. Yeah, Mike is kind of in your situation, Gary, with his young ones too, so. A little bit harder for Mike to get out. <laughs> Kim and I can get out. It makes it, it makes it um it makes it a challenge, but yeah. Um um honestly, um and and my wife will tell you she's she's a <laughs> she's she's always my biggest supporter and my biggest critic. But she says, How many games can you possibly watch? <laughs> like that's the question that she asked me. Like, how many games? Like, is there a limit? And she would be like, hey, let's go get some to eat. And I'd be like, hold on, wait a minute. Let me finish watching this North Mac Mallet Creek. Okay, I'm in the, I'm in 321 left in the third quarter. Mallet Creek just took the lead by one. And now here comes North Mac finishing up that game. And so people are like, are you really watching all these games? Like, yes, really. And um, I wish I could show you my setup, but I have like six laptops, two flat screen TVs, and all of them are hooked up, plugged up. And I got games running on every single one. And I'm in my rolling chair and I literally roll 
<laughs> down All right. and back. Got his feet. <laughs> and 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 it's just like, you know, it's just like anything with being great, right? Um, you know, I, I just think that people are born with choices. You know, either you can choose to be below average, you can choose to be average, you can be above average, you can be elite. And in order to be elite at something, you have to be willing to sacrifice and you have to be willing to give up those comforts that keep people below average and above average. And, um, you know, to be elite at this game, I just um, feel like nobody can outwork me. Um, just like how I came from um, humble beginners in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I moved to Chicago and nobody knew who I was. And then I had to work my way up to be the number one player in the, in the state. And then this guy by the name of Kevin Garnett comes and moves to my state. And now I'm just erased from history all because of one move, <laughs> like all of my 2,500 and 1,200 points and all of that. And so I was just He's not bitter about this at all, is he? No way. <laughs> this, fire, this fire doesn't burn 25 years later, does it? 25 years later. So that still just uh, fuels me um, every day to just be the best at this, um, to know, you know, honestly, you know, from every girl from Florida to Georgia to Alabama to Mississippi, Tennessee to South Carolina, uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, West Virginia, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, New York. Like, I want to know every single girl. And it's just, it's just consuming me. But the, but the fact of the matter is, is that I think that it's great for the young ladies to have somebody that's going to be willing to sacrifice. Because let's just be honest, a lot of people talk about they're always in the gym. But they're always in the gym only when they're making money at the gym. That's the only time you're in the gym is when you're making money. You're not always in the gym. Like, you know, if I didn't have a two-year-old, you know, I would be in so many gyms, it would be ridiculous. But because I do have the two-year-old and she's sleeping right now because last night she wanted to stay up till 3 a.m. in the morning um, <laughs> watching Miss Rachel for babies. That's a great show for all you parents out there. There's no excuse for your children not to go to school and know the ABCs and one, two, threes. Let's make it easy on the education system. Already equipped with children. Okay. I'm sorry. I had to throw that out. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I have to say though, you, you've got to be making a difference for some of these student athletes though, you know, who aren't getting the recognition and you're bringing the recognition to people that Otherwise, a lot of people probably wouldn't know about. I mean, just being on Twitter, I see a lot of young ladies, you know, trying to get offers and, you know, tweeting their highlights and whatnot. So what you guys are doing have to be helping and equating to some scholarships for some young ladies as well. Well, uh, I do have a success story. Um, there was a young lady, um, Gracie Hufford. Uh, she was from the southwestern part of uh, Virginia. No one knew about her. Um, yep. She was 6'3". Um, so that sparked my interest, um, being a big person and having a big daughter and bigs always go get overlooked in this day and age of basketball. So when I saw the 6'3 young lady, I said, okay. And then I, just me being a researcher, I just started, then I figured out that she was an equestrian. Um, she she rode horse um, horses. And then I just started thinking to myself, wait a minute, she's 6'3", and the average jockey is 5'3". She's a whole foot taller than the average, so her core stability is so good that she can maintain her balance on a horse. So that led me to uh, kind of figure out no one's ever really taught this young lady how to play basketball because if she could ride a horse at 6'3", that's a foot over the normal size for a jockey that her core state, her core stability is unbelievable to be able to do this. And we all know that basketball is all about core stability. If you can't maintain your position in basketball, you're going to be done. You know, there are a lot of great players who couldn't play above the rim and their core stability enabled them to be effective basketball players. So with that analogy, 
Um, I reached out to her, had her on my show, um, my major money um, uh, platform. And then uh, we, uh, Keith and I also started uh, another show called Mid-Atlantic Hoops that we're going to have to get you guys on. You, Mike, and Kim, and Jess, y'all going to have to come on Mid-Atlantic Hoops. Um, and then um, before you know it, um, uh, Boo Williams, the elite Boo Williams, the Boo Williams herself reached out and inquired about the young lady. And she's on the team. And the next week, she got a William & Mary offer from Coach Aaron Dickerson and Coach Sugar Rogers. And, and, you know, that's what it's about for me. Taking a girl that was nobody knew about, that was an unknown 6'3 post player from Southwest Virginia, that no one ever looks in the talent there, and to bring her to the platform. And within two weeks, she get a William & Mary offer. I just think that that just made my heart just melt. Um, her mother, Belinda, called me crying, saying, thank you so much, Mr. Bell. But I was just like, no, just thank you for allowing me to have your daughter on my platform. Because a lot of people be like, you know, why are you contacting my daughter to even have her on the show? You know, because you got to be leery of people contacting your children um, these days. Um, you just have to be leery. And so I just think, thankfully, she was um, trustworthy enough to have that faith in me. And um, we got an offer from William and Mary, and this young lady is going to be playing on the Boo Williams EYBL circuit, the top circuit, and um, you know, the sky's the limit for. Yeah, she'll get a lot more offers now. Speaking of that, let's go into um, you you guys' evaluation process. We can start with Keith. Um, one of the things we were um, wondering was how do you guys scout and evaluate what what goes into the process, and you looking for players is it specific things that you guys look for when you're looking at these this these talented young ladies well from my perspective i mean the, the game's changed and basketball's become a positional sport i mean you have to be able to dribble pass and shoot defend the post and de defend individually on the perimeter and so i look for people who can do those things and not necessarily height weight arm length, any of those things, just can you dribble? Can you pass? Can you shoot? Are you a good teammate? Are you a person who can make your teammates better? Are you a two-way player? Because obviously uh, that delves into team chemistry when you're a person who just wants to score the basketball, but then you're not willing to do the things on the other end of the floor, like rebound and, um, and hedge on screens and, and, and communicate on defense. Um, and also, how do you handle adversity? Uh, like, uh, I'm just as interested in seeing a young lady play and how she performs when she's playing in a situation where she's down 20 as when she's up 20. Are you a front runner? Are you somebody who's good uh, when things are all, the stars are aligned perfectly? Or are you a person who's going to keep fighting even when you're getting your butt kicked and it doesn't look like there's, that's going to be changing anytime? So, um, that, and again, Gary is the brains behind this thing because he actually played at, the, at a high level. I was a division one athlete also, but I, I think I bring a different, uh, a different kind of, um, analysis to the table. Cause I, you know, I played linebacker at five to 10 at division one level. And so I, I look for certain things like toughness, both mental and physical toughness. And sometimes Gary has to has to bring me in and be like, but watch the skill. And because he he understands nuances to the game that I don't understand. But I think that's why we complement each other so so well. Because I can pick out dogs. I can pick out who loves the game, who will run through a wall, who's who a girl who might just play the game because she's good or because she wants that clout and not because she actually loves the sport. And I think I handle that part of it and do my job well there. And I think the fact that Gary can talk about triple threats and body position and elbow alignment and things like that, that he sees that he knows will translate to the next level. And I think the combination of that mindset and those skill sets, along with both our just um, blatant honesty and how we evaluate things is why people grav gravitate towards uh, the, the work product we put out. Anything you want to add, Gary? Um, just like what um, Keith said, um, those those five areas, shoot, pass, dribble, 
play interior defense and play perimeter defense. Those are the five essential things that every basketball player have to be able to, to do. And so I, I developed that being an administrator. Um, I was the uh, director of curriculum and instruction at Overhills High School in, Over, in Harnett, North Carolina in Spring Lake. Um, and during my time there, I actually came up with this. And I didn't implement it until years later, but I actually came up with the five essential things that a basketball player needs to be able to do. Shoot, pass, dribble, play perimeter defense, and play interior defense. And that is like a rubric, like a teacher, like when I would go in a teacher's classroom and, uh, and observe them, I would check lesson plans, check, orderly, check, with the book roll updated, check all those checklists. So that's how I came up with that five checklist. And so you will essentially credit each area with a 20 percentile rating, okay? So if you can play perimeter defense, play interior defense, shoot, pass, but can't dribble, that's an 80%, right? And depending on what school system you were brought up in, I was brought up in the school system in the Charlotte Mecklenburg area in the, in the early eighties, uh, 90, uh, 86 was a, a, a B was 86 to 93. Right. <laughs> and then, so we lowered the scale. I think we're around the same age, Gary. Uh-huh. I think we're around the same age. So yeah, yeah that's I, how it was I mean, for you too. So we lowered the scale to say, okay, now let's make an 80 be a B, mm -hmm. right? And so what essentially we did unknowingly, trying to make the playing fields equal, we've made them uneven. And now we're giving just due to players who are incomplete basketball players. Thank you, thank you. And, and I was gonna put this out on uh, Twitter. I hadn't had a chance to yet, but I was watching the South Dakota State, South Carolina game. Yeah, we all watched it too. And this was alarming to me that at the collegiate level, a college player can have the ball at 25 feet and the next closest defender is at the second hash mark, which is seven feet away from the basket. So that means you gave a girl 12 feet of airspace to take a jump shot, but she did not have enough confidence to, to take, take the, the shot. jump shot. I said it. So, so at the end of the day, we can't um, we can't bash lower development. We can't bash high school development. If you have a college player that's on the number one team in the country that is scared to shoot a what there, there was five people within a five-foot radius inside of the paint defensively below the second hash mark from the free throw line. Like that is just unreal. And you can't talk about development and that right there, as long as those things can happen. That's going to, in my opinion, that's going to prohibit the game from growing because people are coming to see the young lady play. I'm not going to say anybody's name, but they're coming to see the young lady play. You can't even get an opportunity to see her play because it's five people within five feet of her. And then everybody that you put around her, you got shooters that, I mean, it's just amazing. That was just amazing to see. Um but getting back to the lack of skill development. So those five areas are just Im important to me. Um, you have to be able to shoot the basketball in this age. And so it just goes back to how long we have been underdeveloping players. And now let's just look at it in a, in a bigger picture internationally now from the NBA, because the NBA drives what happens on the women's side. We've seen in the first time in NBA history, three foreigners are the best players in the NBA, legitimately are the best players in the NBA, three foreigners. 
So what does that say about our product in American basketball in general? It says that we are in, we, we have a veil over our, over our eyes. Then you go look at UConn's roster. If UConn was the, okay, the, the bar that we're going to judge it, UConn has four international players. So you're telling me there's not enough good players in America? So what I'm saying is there's a bigger trend that's happening here and it's starting with development. And let's even look at the USA basketball. The best girls who are 18 and 19 years old, they're not playing for their countries. They're playing professional basketball. So even when we go over and win a gold medal, are we really beating the best that the world has to offer? Because those young ladies are already playing professional basketball. So I just think that in, in order to um, keep this game going and to keep it ours, because now I'm just going to get American, I'm going to get patriotic with it. This is our game. And we are letting foreigners and Europeans come over and take over our game because we're not developing. So what we did was we went overseas and we gave them all of the tricks we took everything that we were doing here. We showed them, you know, even with business, in order to do business in China, you got to give up your whole blueprint. And this is how they're able to run their gray markets and all these other markets because they have the blueprint. So we've given up our blueprint and we've stopped working to progress the next innovation. And that's what America is about. It's about innovation. And right now we have to be more innovative. We have to get back down to these five areas. Can you shoot? Can you pass? Can you dribble? Can you play perimeter defense? And can you play interior defense? And it has to be like that, or we are going to see our game be taken away. It's going to be outsourced, just like when they came up with NAFTA in 1992, they outsourced all of factory jobs. This is going to happen if we don't get back to development and get back to having about those five skill sets shoot pass dribble play interior defense and play perimeter defense so gary quick question and so my my take and i don't know if y'all would agree with me but it seems like we place more of a premium just on pure athleticism than actual skills would you agree that's kind of what's inherently wrong with basketball in the U.S. right now it's like oh that person's a great athlete we need that person on the floor as opposed to yeah she doesn't have a great shot yet but she's a great athlete so we're going to take a chance on her correct and when you look at I just have to keep making the um, equivalency of our school system you know this is kind of what we're doing in in schools now you know, our better students, we're not challenging them anymore. We're just kind of just letting them coast by. Okay, you're in the honors class. Okay, you get 1.4 for your B. Okay, so that's all I need because it's still going to give me a 4.2. So I'm still getting the A for B's work. So I just think that, um, I, I just think that there's a lot more work to do when we start evaluating talent and start actually developing talent. There's too much emphasis on the athleticism and not on the skill set. Let's look at last year's NCAA women's games. You saw teams with particular skill sets, skill sets, shooting and passing and dribbling. And all of the girls, I just think about Creighton and how they came out of nowhere. They were all five of those girls could shoot, pass, dribble, play interior defense, play perimeter defense. Um, and I'm going to jump to the men's side for another uh, example. The Golden State Warriors, when they were Kev Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, uh, Draymond, uh, Clay Thompson, um, Kevin, uh, like all five of them could shoot, pass, and dribble, play perimeter defense, and play perimeter defense. Let's go back to the Bulls, Tony Kukoc, Jordan, uh, Pippen, Rodman. Yeah, Rodman couldn't shoot, but his rebounding was so good that it made up for the shooting. 
Like when you, when when you're overdoing it, you you can make up for it through a plus and minus system. So um, the the uh, emphasis on athleticism and the lack of skill development is hurting our game. Is it? And it and it's not just in women's, but it's in men's too. Like we are, like YouTube has been the greatest thing, but it's also been the worst thing because everybody is emulating what they see on YouTube. And that does not necessarily equate into effectiveness on a basketball court. Just because you can take 300 dribbles with cones that don't react and don't move, and there's no fans in the crowd, and there's no referees there, that, that you're, you're almost setting yourself up for failure. And this is what, like, I saw uh, Cameo Williams put this out. It's like all these uh, trainers and moms and dad that want the ball in their baby's hands, where is that same energy when the team is getting pressed? When they see that one, two, two press, when they see that two, one, two press, when they see that one, three, one press, where is that same energy? Now nobody wants to get the ball, but you wanted the ball. And so that just goes back to the lack of, development and i think that once we just get back to that from our initial um stages elementary middle school we're going to see because because this 2023 class and let's just be honest nationally this 2023 class has carried travel basketball for the last four years because these 2023s have been playing up for the last 45 years they've been playing up and so now we're going to see with this class of 2024 nationally, which is kind of, but that 25 class is really, really strong. But after that 2025 class, we're seeing a huge drop in the level of skill set. And so what we have to do is we have to go back and get back to the basics in those five areas again. Shoot, pass, dribble, play interior defense, play perimeter defense. And I think you very well said, I think you hit the nail on the head too with a lot of what you said. And you really touched on the next question of growing the game and, and how do we grow the game um, moving forward? And you, you touched on those five things. Something you wanted to say, Jess? Yep, you're good. Okay. Um, Keith, what you feel, how do you feel outside of the five things that Gary mentioned um, that were great? Um, his five pointers, how do you feel about growing the game or just developing um, players to help grow the game better? Well, I mean, <laughs> in modern society in 2022, let's be honest, you don't have to put out a good product necessarily to, uh, to win the ratings game. And I don't want to come across as snarky or sarcastic because Gary's a, 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 a savant when it comes to the actual technicalities of the game. I just think to grow the game, we just got to put more light on the game. More, I mean, these girls are talented. They've got great personalities. Uh, the game is, is a beautiful game to watch because it's clearly, except for a couple or three, three or four girls, nobody's playing above the rim. So it's 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 its own unique, beautiful game into itself. We just have to, as media. Uh, and I love what you guys do. And this is why I, was, I gravitated towards you guys initially. You have to just be willing and able to highlight all the great stories, all the great athletes, all the great games that, 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 that make up this game we know as girls basketball. It's a great product. We just need more people like Ballog, more people like Gary Bell to continue to promote the sport because ultimately um, – it's got so many tentacles in society of where we are as a society right now. I mean, besides being an attorney, I'm also a history teacher. And, and I always tell my, I always tell my female students, I was like, it, you know, you, you guys weren't even allowed to vote until 1919 when the, or 1920 when the 19th amendment was ratified. I mean, there's, there, we're playing catch up now. We're giving women their flowers. We're, we want, women and our young women to, to realize that you can be and do and do whatever you want to do in a society so there's a there's there's a willingness and a and a thirst 
to see our game grow. And it's a great game. We just need more people to invest the time, energy, and effort to spotlight it. And that's why I thank God for Gary Bell and others like him and you guys who have the ability uh, to create a platform that can help grow the game. I think this is what's needed, uh, but it's also needed. This is needed not just in Knoxville. It's needed, like you said, in uh, Tuscaloosa. And it's needed in Baton Rouge. And it's needed in Albany, New York. And it's needed in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, because they're great stories and great young female athletes playing basketball all over this country. And the more we get that, that, that story out there, I think that will grow the game in and of itself. And then, like Gary says, if we can back that up with an increased product, uh, an increased quality of product, then the sky's the limit. Awesome, awesome. Um, you guys, before we get out of here, do you want to tell us how people can catch up with you the nights that you guys air your show and how they can follow you on social media platforms? Um, you can follow me um, on social media, on Twitter. Uh, that's MMBR underscore Coach G Bell. Um, I also run uh, Major Moves Media. That's at major moves with a z media on twitter as well as instagram and um you know it is it's hard to uh predict where i'm going to be um you know but thankfully you know uh my two-year-old is now i'm gonna talk in women's numbers here 36 months all right she's approaching 36 months now okay so all my ladies out there, y'all know what that is. All the men is trying to divide 12 into 30 and trying to figure out, and you know they couldn't <laughs> do remainders anyway when they was in math class. Um, so as she gets older, uh, you're going to be seeing her out. And, um, you know, the doctors uh, said she's off the 99%. She's over the 99 percentile. So she's going to be about six foot three. She's going to be the number one girls player to ever play the game. She's gonna be able to break through to the NBA. That's how good she's gonna be, okay? So you're already hearing that right now. I'm already putting that out in, in the I air. She's gonna come to Tennessee, okay? She's gonna come to Tennessee because we got the Tennessee connection. Okay, we got it. Candace Parker, whose daddy is from Joliet. Shout out to Big Dave, all right? And uh, Anthony, okay? Uh, we got uh, uh, Tamika from, uh, from uh, Stevenson. So we got that Illinois connection already. Um, so, hey, um, I just thank y'all for having me. Again, sometimes I get long-winded, but I, but it's just the passion talking. Um, it's just the passion talking. I just love young women, and I want to make sure all the young women, because I'm only an oldest boy, so I have three sisters, okay? Three sisters and two daughters and a wife. So that's all I know is women and I and I love them and I and and I want to make sure that they get what they got. Awesome, awesome. Amen. I have three sisters as well. So we share Come on, Mike, man. We met, man. We got brothers. really similar pack, uh, backgrounds, man. The only difference is I have three boys and one girl. And my daughter is in a 99 percentile too. She's about five foot. Um, she's only eight and she wears a size nine in women's shoes. Oh, crazy. And I'm six four. So um doctor says she'll be about six two, six three as well. So I'm hoping yeah. she get to Tennessee myself. So yeah, I was gonna say she's definitely gonna be a lady ball also. Hey, look, yeah. hey, look. So so now we gotta keep uh Kelly in good health so she got yes. inherit this 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 2040 class that's coming <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. no, doubt. no doubt that she'll probably still be working then too she's still pretty young so yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah definitely possible awesome Steve, if you want to give us your your, your <laughs> no no I don't, I don't know it gary can tell you that i'm no. where he is and <laughs> he's where i am like i said i'm the worker bee i'm the writer I am the uh, out in the gym guy. Uh, wherever you can find Gary Bell, you can find me. Like I said, I'm just thankful that he's uh, afforded me this platform. And we're just going to keep growing it, making it bigger and bigger. Uh, we, we, we take some slings and arrows from time to time. But that just means we're in somebody's head. And that's a good thing. I'd, you know, 
it, it, all publicity is good publicity. So we, we love it and we cherish it. And uh, I just thank God for, for Gary and the, the and for giving what he does to this girl's game. Um, we will be in Phoenix uh, over the next couple of days. Uh, my daughter has a Nike, Nike Tournament of Champions uh, out in Phoenix pre-Christmas tournament, which we're looking forward to play uh, Valley View at our first game on Monday afternoon at three o'clock. Some young lady who's committed to the University of Washington is averaging 35 points a game. Wow. So I can't wait to do a story on her. We, we, we keep making this thing bigger and bigger. We take it out to the West Coast because you know what? Girls basketball deserves it. It's a wonderful game. And if we're there, uh, Gary is there, I'll be there. And all you can get there with us because, uh, you know, we'll be talking about it. We love you know, it. we'll be sharing for you too to make sure our followers are start following you guys as well. We and appreciate give, that. Thank and you. let me give uh Keith's um Instagram, I mean, Twitter handle because he doesn't know it, but I know it K1 Booker 66. Okay, K1 Booker 66 at K1 Booker 66 MMBR National Director of Scouting and Evaluation Keith Booker. Awesome, and Jess will tag Thanks. you guys. Once we post the um, the um, show update, um, so we we appreciate you guys for joining us. It's been great. Um, I'm sure our viewers would definitely love it, and we look forward to joining you guys on your show as well. Um, Jess is going to go ahead and close us out with all the good things she say at the end to butter okay. us and fluff us up. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. So. Gary and Keith, thank you for joining. This was a great conversation, great awareness for women's basketball. That's why we're all here. So really appreciate everything you're doing. Um, Kim, as always, it was nice to have you back. I know we didn't uh, get you last time because you were under the weather. So good to see Coach Kim back, as we call her. Everyone thanks you, Coach, and we're just going to roll with it. So um, anyway, um, hope you guys have a great day. Um, safe travels out to Phoenix. Uh, in case you're not following the Vol Log, you can find us on Twitter at Vol Log 8. We're also on Instagram and we stream pretty much everywhere. So Spotify, Google, Apple, Anchor FM, you name it, you can find us. Um, so more to come. We'll have some more episodes coming out soon. And guys, again, thank you so very much. Hope you enjoy your Saturday. Um, some big games today and tomorrow. So I'll be cheering on the men's team tonight against Arizona. And then of course the women's team, Lady Balls play Stanford tomorrow at three o'clock. So um, if you're around, hope you guys can tune in. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yeah, thank and you guys. I'd like to close out with a go balls. Go balls. Go balls. Go balls. See you guys. Bye. All right. Thanks. You're welcome.